Well, the holiday season is fully here. <laughs> and for many of us, this is a time where we're putting a lot of thought and effort into creating really wonderful experiences for the other people around us. For many of us, this is a time where we're investing our time and energy into the relationships that matter to us, right? Where we're trying to show the people around us that they matter to us, that this relationship is important, or that we value how they've shown up for us this past year. And for many of us, this is also a time of a lot of anxiety and dread. <laughs> you may be experiencing a lot of stress over the fact that some of these people that you're going to have to be hanging out with are people who really push your buttons, are people who trigger you, are people who get under your skin, who say things that are offensive and inappropriate. And so for many of us this time, whether we're hanging out with coworkers or our friends group or our family, can be really stressful because we know that we're going to be put into conversations and into situations where we have to figure out how to walk this balance of being self-respecting and protecting ourselves without causing a big fight that we don't really want to get into. So today you are going to, get, going to want to get your notebook and a pen because I'm going to be walking you through some really practical ways that you can respond when somebody is being passive aggressive, offensive, or inappropriate, and you need to be able to put them in check and stand up for yourself without turning this into a great big fight. So you are listening to the Is It Me or Is It Them podcast. I'm your host, April Star Boyd, and this podcast is a place where we talk about how we're showing up in our lives, in our conversations, in our relationships, and working to do that with as much freedom from old patterns of people-pleasing, over-functioning and approval-seeking as possible, as well as as much self-respect, grace, and confidence as possible. So thank you for being here with me. And as I said, <clears throat> you're going to want to get a notebook for this one because the tools that I'm offering you here are so incredibly useful. I've basically been studying this territory of how we navigate boundaries, how we navigate hard conversations, how we self-protect with bullies and bulldozing type of personalities, probably for pretty close to 20 years. So the things I'm going to share with you today are things I have found to be really easy, really low stress in many ways but super effective. So the first thing that I want to offer is when somebody is putting you on the spot, when there's this weird tension in the room where you can feel like something is just off, they're being passive aggressive towards you, they're maybe taking little shots at you, or they're just behaving in a way that's putting you ill at ease, consider asking them the following questions. It seems like you're upset with me. Is there something that you need to talk to me about? So notice that what we're doing here 
is a few things. One, we are holding the other person accountable for how they're acting towards us. And this piece in and of itself mm, is so truly powerful because here's the thing. While there might just be some tensions and misunderstandings that need to be cleared up, we all know that there's often personalities that are bullies, right? People that really feel the need to throw their weight around, people who feel the need to exert dominance, people who actually enjoy making other people uncomfortable. And what I have found is a moment of holding that person accountable goes a really long way. And this took me probably a lot of years to get my head wrapped around because I used to see accountability, right? If somebody was behaving in a way that was not appropriate towards me, mistreating me in some way, I used to kind of see it as I needed to come out really heavy. I needed to come out really hard and essentially in some ways aggressive for my own self. And understandably, that gave me a lot of discomfort around the idea of speaking up for myself and taking care of myself in some of these moments, because while there might be times to be a little bit ferocious and really, really firm in how we're responding to somebody, we know there's a lot of situations where that's neither necessary nor effective nor a good look for us. And so I want you to just check in for a moment and think about what were some of the role models that you had growing up, particularly if you think about the house you grew up in, maybe that's teachers that you were around, maybe that was neighbors, remember that was extended family. I want you to think about how you saw people responding and addressing issues when somebody had hurt that person's feelings, when somebody had done something that that person did not feel like was okay, when that person felt like a boundary was being crossed for them. Did you see them doing things like staying silent in the moment when the perceived offense was happening, but then emotionally unloading that onto the rest of the family or the rest of the group later on when that person wasn't there, right? Like the friend who was offended by somebody else, but doesn't talk to that friend about it, talks to all the other friends about it, right? Did you see somebody that went almost the other direction? So instead of biting their tongue and being silent and almost acting like this passive victim, did you see people that were so afraid of being put in this one down position that it's almost like they were constantly on guard, constantly reactive to any perceived disrespect or any perceived overstepping, and were always beating other people to the punch? So maybe they were the ones that were being aggressive and putting other people down or coming out really hard, right? Notice and think about what were the role models that you grew up with and how did they respond to conflict? How did they respond or address issues in moments when there was a misunderstanding or an issue took place? Many of us did not really see this being done really well, 
right? And often there's this pendulum that kind of would swing between staying silent and seething or unloading it, saying things that then maybe caused a bigger problem or ended up with regrets, <laughs> right? Burned some bridges, created some actual damage in the relationship. And so a lot of us never really learned how to navigate this place of conflict and boundaries in a way that felt peaceful, steady, and safe. Because neither of these positions are good, right? Either stuffing things down and staying silent when something's happening that's not okay, or coming out as the aggressor, also not a good look. So this first way of responding, right, which is really, as I said, a few things. It's a moment of accountability, which is, I see what you're doing. And I'm not just going to let it go unchecked and pretend that I don't see it. I've spent so many years doing that response, <laughs> essentially being the peacemaker, being the okay maker, and really just letting it roll off of me, even though I was hurt and even though I wasn't okay with what was happening. And so instead, this piece of accountability is, I see what you're doing. And we add on to that a really loving, kind, and authentic check-in. Do you need to talk to me about something? Notice how we're creating an option for repair. Maybe I have accidentally stepped on your toes and I didn't realize it. Maybe you took offense to something I said that was not actually intended that way. Maybe we've had a moment of true misunderstanding between us that needs repaired. Notice how this is an invitation, both for accountability, I see what you're doing, and connection. I'm being respectful of my own self, and I'm being respectful of the other person. Both things are happening at the same time. And I'll tell you a story, actually, of a time that that this was really effective for me. So <clears throat> I was working at an agency one time and I noticed that one of my coworkers seemed to be giving me the cold shoulder. And at first I thought maybe she's just having an off day. Maybe she's just, you know, in her own world in some ways, whatever. I didn't really pay too much attention. And then I noticed that it wasn't going away and it just actually seemed to be getting louder and louder in the room, this tension between us. And I was really confused because I wasn't feeling any tension towards her, but I could definitely feel that she was feeling tension towards me. And so finally, I took her to the side privately where it was just her and I, and I said, I get the feeling that you need to talk to me about something. What is going on? And she was like, nope, nope, everything's fine. And I'm like, really? Because it seems like you're actually upset with me or that somehow I've done something that hasn't been okay for you. What is going on? Again, she sidestepped it, was not willing to have the conversation with me. Nope, no problem. I have no problem. Everything's fine. 
And I want to point out in this moment, I was talking to another therapist. So if you have this illusion that sometimes we just get to this place of total mastery with this stuff, that doesn't happen. This is a work in progress for all of us because the reality is this is tricky stuff and most of us have never really been taught how to do it well. So twice I basically called her out on it or you could say called her in on it. What is going on? My door's open to hearing and fixing this issue. And she brushed me off both times and refused my invitation to repair this. So then I said to her, well, then I need to talk to you because here's what I'm noticing. I'm noticing there's this cold shoulder. I'm noticing there's this tension and I don't understand what's going on. And finally, she said to me, I just feel like you don't like me. And I was so grateful for that honesty in that moment And we were able to talk it through. And it turns out the reasons, you know, why she thought I didn't like her was, you know, I'm a bit introverted. I can get, especially at that time in my life, a bit kind of into my own tunnel vision of the work I was doing at the time. And basically I was just not being as chatty (laughs) and as extroverted as she felt comfortable with and that would have made her feel safer and more comfortable in the relationship. Instead, I was probably being pretty quiet. I probably wasn't engaging her enough in conversation and chit chat. And for her, that was interpreted as I didn't like her, which was not the truth at all. I liked her fine. Hence, I was totally confused as to why she was giving me the cold shoulder. And then I was able to start to engage with her more, start to make a point of chatting to her more and carving out more time in my day for those relationships. So notice that we're able to do these two things at the same time, accountability, because even if she had still refused my invitation, even if she had still basically maintained this position of like, no, I just still want to be mad at you. Cool. Because you know what happens then? I drop it. (laughs) I feel like I've done my part. I've been the big girl that has, you know, done my 50% of the work here to come here and try to repair this with you, to try to address the apparent issue that's happening here, even if I don't know what exactly that is. And so for me, my slate's now clean. If somebody brushes me off, if somebody truly won't engage, then I know that they are more invested in being mad at me or having me be the bad guy in their story or just staying at their own level of limited and fear-based or conflict-enjoying, whatever that is, that I'm not going to change this person, right? That's not my job to change who they are, but I'm probably going to start investing less right? So if this person had blown me off a third time and continued to just give me a cold shoulder, meh, like I'm over it. Second, second response that you can try out. Are you okay? Notice how simple and fabulously powerful 
This one phrase is, when somebody is taking jabs at you, when somebody is saying or doing something that is not really appropriate and not really comfortable, notice how this again allows us to hold accountability for the other person in the moment. I see you and I see that what you're doing is not right. I see that what you're doing is off. And notice how we meet that with both our own strength and power. We're not taking a one down position. We're not coddling this person. We're not making excuses for this person. We're not sucking up to this person to try to just leapfrog over, right? And soothe them in whatever way. I think we've all kind of been there. I've certainly been there where somebody's being like aggressive and hostile in the room, even if that's low key, but we feel it. And instead of being like, hey, what are you doing? What's going on here? Because I didn't really have that kind of language at the time. I would have gone to this place of like, just trying harder to keep the peace and be nicer. Doesn't work. So instead this phrase, And I can't remember who I heard this from. I heard it on a podcast, so I can't take credit for this question. But man, it is good. Are you okay? Notice how that just speaks to such an incredible truth of what is happening in this moment. We are calling out and labeling an important truth. I see that you are not okay. Because why else would somebody behave like this, really, right? People who are happy, who are confident, who are truly enjoying their lives don't feel the need to put other people down and exert dominance in a room. Doesn't happen. We're all busy living our lives. (laughs) So, and notice how we can either make this nice and gentle, super caring, super sweet, Maybe there's even like a hand on the shoulder if that's a person that you're comfortable with in that way, right? Or that's appropriate to do so. And are you okay? Or we can dial it up. Are you okay? Again, just a checkpoint. Just, and that could be either a full checkpoint or a checkpoint with a true invitation. I see you. I'm open to hearing about what's going on, but I'm not willing to just turn a blind eye to the way that you're behaving in this moment. Third, again, if you've been a part of my programs or part of my work for a while, you've possibly heard me talk about this strategy of like really just holding up a mirror. And that's what we're doing with this question of, are you okay? And it's also what we're doing with this question of, Do you realize what you sound like right now? You sound like you're trying to insult me. You sound like you're being really racist. You sound like you're pissed off about something. Again, a moment of accountability and putting it into check. So I would love to know from you which one of these feels appropriate for the person or the situation that you're dealing with. And again, know as you move through this, it is such a work in progress. Often, 
The moment goes by, we maybe stay quiet when we wish we had spoken up, or we spoke up and then we were like, ugh, my tone was like way harsher than I meant it to be, or that came out way more angry than I thought it would. I would say all of that is fine. I think we have to give ourselves permission to do this in a way that feels a bit messy and imperfect so that we can actually get better and better at it. And there's times when I still miss a moment. There's times when I'm still like, ooh, that came out too harsh, right? Because there's so much data. There's a thousand different pieces that are going by in every single moment when we are in these simple seeming conversations with somebody. So instead, the goal is not perfection. The goal is progress. Play with this. Find your way. Adapt these strategies to what feels good for you what feels right for your situation. And let me know how you make out. Take care.